everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 501. We are at Podcast Let's for Anime, Games, Conventions, The Fandom, Geek Stuff, and Everything in Between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I am Mako-chan. And I am a wild spice. And yes, you are. Where's my Pokeball, damn it? <laughs> oh, how is everybody doing tonight? I'm tired. I'm also tired. <laughs> I am... I'm, I'm, I'm alright. I'm hanging there. I kind of slept on the train ride coming home from running... Um eating from getting groceries and stuff but other than that i'm all right you know and hello to everybody that's watching us and following us and participating with us right now on twitch mm. ah, gotta hydrate oh man <laughs> starlight creations goes hey i recognize that pumpkin well i think they made it did they not that's why they have uh, props or ending credits. So, so if you're wondering who does some of the some amazing cosplay props that we have, it's them. Take a look in our credits at the end of the show. Anywho, let's let's get things going. Um, we are live tonight, week of June first, twenty twenty one, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here live every Tuesdays from nine thirty to eleven Eastern Standard Time at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We are here as part of the Voice of Geeks Network. Um, you can find them at vognetwork.com. They stream here live at Twitch TV slash Network. Kicking things off Sundays at 8 with the Bobby Blackwell Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. Also, uh, Ari is out because he's doing midnight shifts. He will be back next week. Um, Ichigo will be back next week as well. So it's going to be a big old reunion. And don't forget, June 1st, Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride. And as you can see, I am wearing one of my favorite shirts. We are all human. That represents all colors of pride and then some. So if you're represented here, we love you. I also have another pride shirt coming in on Thursday. And I'll be wearing that on next week's show. So on behalf of the local polycis male... I'm, for the rest of June, I'm just going to chill in the back and eat popcorn and carry a sign that says love wins and I love everybody. So that's going to be my job for the next 30 days. I'm also your resident uh, uncle. Just in case if you have relatives who do not like you for who you are, I'll be your uncle. I'll tell you to eat your vitamins and you point them out to me and I will beat them with a two by four. So. There's my pride. There you go. Data and C3PO. <laughs> well, I have the shirt that actually matches this. Um, unfortunately, it is stained because it's just so fucking old. Mm. Um, I cannot find this for sale anymore, which sucks because I would love a uh, a new shirt. This was actually one of my favorite pride shirts for a while. Um, but yeah, so there's my pride. And I think July is uh, Wrath Month, too. So, you know, uh, rich rich people, you're on notice. I guess that kind of makes sense. 
and as Theo X75 says, I want the rainbow community to be happy. As long as we support the rainbow community and believe in them, they will be happy. And that's what we have to do. And as Starlet Creation says, eat the rich LOL with salt and pepper. You know, I, I kind of like a little bit of adobo and some steak seasoning on mine, you know. What about you, Wild Spice? <laughs> what about you, Mako Chan? What would you what would you season eat the rich with, you know? Um it depends on how I'm eating it. Okay. Uh, let's say you you're, you're, you're if grilling. I'm if I'm grilling, yeah. you know, maybe I'll use some uh you know, some some salt, some pepper, a little bit of garlic powder, a little bit of onion powder. You know, if if I'm gonna go with a saute, you know, maybe I'll go with some teriyaki. It all depends on what I'm doing. <laughs> For some reason, I'm picturing Mako-chan as Gordon Ramsay going, It's fucking raw! <laughs> <laughs> but but you're more of a... I think you'd be more of a, a, a nice blend of Ramsay, Simon, and Burrell. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you got get some of her in there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a very quirky cook um and i also like to experiment a lot so you know but at the same time i don't mind following a recipe and doing something really elaborate so you know doing that whole mix in there um i i don't know maybe maybe more of an alton brown burrell mix and then when you realize you're missing something it still works you're just like that other chef that's your that's that's one of your favorites but um, the one that goes, well, if you don't have this, this is fine. I have no idea who you're talking about. <sighs> it's this other chef that's on TV that you that you also follow. I forget her name. <sighs> she always says, if you don't have this recipe in a garden, that's thank you, Cedar Beery. Thank you. I, yes. As much as I love to watch, Ina, I know I. No, <laughs> she's so pretentious and hoity-toity, and that is so not me when I'm cooking. Um, I, I, as as much as I hate to say it, um, I'm very uh, crap. What the hell was her name? Um, ah, crap. I would say the one that drank all the time, but there are a couple of. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have to look at it. And as Starlet Creation says, if you don't have serotonin, store-bought is fine. Well, you can't curse for the next five, ten minutes. Who? <laughs> you! Me? <laughs> well, wait, Starlet wait, Creation wait, wait, just wait. redeemed Somebody 250 con bucks. Curse? Yeah, someone <laughs> redeemed it in chat. <laughs> No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fudge and fudge you, man. <laughs> and Sienna Berry, no, um, I, I can't stand Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray is not a real chef. Let's be real oh, here. God, okay? She has a line of dog food that was recalled. That should tell you something. I'm putting you I'm putting you in for two minutes for no cursing, so your two minutes start now. 
It's like you watching um, Mandy from Grim Adventures trying to smile. You all suck. <laughs> Alright. As, as we continue along, let's get into our, our nerdy weeks and days. So, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, I worked. And then I did absolutely nothing this weekend, and it was glorious. <laughs> and Starlet Creation says she'll just turn off her mic for two minutes. I come on, gotta give her the benefit of a doubt. I can go without cursing. Um, just fudge you all though, but I can go without cursing. <laughs> I believe you, but the thing is, can you do it? <laughs> fudge you, you fudge and fudge. <laughs> Okay, Wild Spice, how was your week? How was your day? <laughs> My week and day were good. Um, I second shot a wedding on Saturday. It was Ooh. nice to be back at a wedding with dancing and everything. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I was helping another photographer out, so we had a really good time. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, Sadly, sorry. <laughs> Um, and then other than that, um, yeah, M Memorial Day was yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. spent time with family, got to see my in-laws over the weekend, and yeah, back to working again. I hear Woo! that. Now, when you went to shoot this wedding, two things. Did they play any Bon Jovi? And what? No. <laughs> no, actually, yes, yeah, surprisingly, no Bon Jovi. What was your second question? <laughs> That he doesn't need a second question. Just the fact that there's no Bon Jovi. That's, yeah, there you know, was that's no Bon Jovi. Oh, worst play... wedding ever. They did play the Macarena. The second question <laughs> I was. Been at a wedding in a really long time. See, the second question was, did they do the electric slide? <laughs> no, no electric slide. Just um, Macarena, cha cha. Yeah, Macarena, um, cha cha slide, and uh, Cupid shuffle. Okay, I can kind of make a pass for the Cupid shuffle. Now, it it, it's a sad thing that you don't play Bon Jovi at your wedding. The last wedding I went to where they did not play Bon Jovi at the reception was Koi's wedding. But she get a pass, not because she's a staffer here, but she walked down the aisle to the Imperial March from Star Wars. Nice. That, I think, that's like, yeah, yeah that kind of supersedes everything, you know? That. Is my two minutes up? Actually, it's been up for about a minute and a half. Well, fuck you, you fucking fuck. How <laughs> dare you fucking do that to me? You all are shit. <laughs> That's because I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't hold it in anymore. <laughs> I can tell. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-uh, don't you dare. <laughs> It's like that goofy meme, you know, I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. Did you see Ari's highlighted message? <laughs> yes, nothing but a weeb thing. Okay, there was a really bad anime rap video I watched that they filmed down at Coney Island. That was really bad. And when he said that, yeah. 
But seriously, I wouldn't mind doing a, a parody, but a weeb thing. Okay. But anywho, my weekend day has been the same as it's always been. And I think that I caught up with more television. I finally finished Soccer Wars. I didn't get the ending that I wanted, but I still completed it. So I watched the ending. I'm like, of what I, what I wanted, but that's good enough. So, you know. And I started on Secret of Mana. So that means I'll be need I'll be basically shoulders deep into JRPGs for the next two, three weeks until I'm like, okay, I've had enough of this. I need to play a different game. So, you know. Uh, don't you just love it when friends bust each other's balls? And as Starlet Creation says, we need to play Overwatch again. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And with the latest update to Fantasy Star Online 2, I might just be able to play it this time. All right. Moving right along. Uh, housekeeping. If it'll actually r rotate. Uh, don't forget, uh, every every episode here um, is available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash anime jam session. Look over to podcast VODs. Uh, every episode is posted Thursdays at 12 noon, so definitely check them out. Uh, we do have a small archive here of like the last two or three episodes, and then they disappear. But all of our episodes going back to the beginning of the year are available on YouTube, so definitely check that out. Um, we're going to have some more pre-show music coming into the rotation. I've been in touch with uh, DJ Janai, and he basically handed me his entire... Um, anthology so i will be going through that and i'll be playing some some of his remixes and we'll throw a little support his way so thank you for that uh katsuhiko janai i really appreciate that uh let's see what else is going on and, and i think that's it for housekeeping um geek roundtable this is where we briefly talk about the more of the nerdier things of the week and stuff that we want to show off and as you can see mako has a couple of things she wants to show off for everybody Yes, remix, remix. Oh, I'm showing things off now? You're always showing things off. Besides your sass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, besides my uh, little pin of pride, uh, which the art is actually dubbed um, Android Love, um, I... <laughs> I have a couple of little geeky things. Um, I will have to look for Lion. I think I have shown Lion before, um, but Pumpkin was right there, so I decided to show off my Pumpkin. And as uh, can be seen in chat, uh, this was one of the little things from Starlet Creations uh, when they were doing swag bags. Um, they did little plushies in some of them. So I, 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 I really liked my little pumpkin, and I'm now showing off my little pumpkin. Hmm. And, and he's even got his little vine tail. That's precious. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my pumpkin. <laughs> All right, Wild Spice, what do you have for our Geek Roundtable? I pulled out my Funko Pop of Ed and Ayn. You can kind of see it. I'll turn my background off. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I had to do last week. Uh, hold on. Gotta love it. 
How about the weather, guys? No. Okay, here we go. You know there's so, a retro weather channel Twitch stream? Oh, that's good to know because I have to find that. I love weather. <laughs> I, I, um, the story behind that, yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's Ayn and Ed. It was the Cowboy Bebop 20th anniversary Funko Pop. Nice. So when I saw it came out, God, I forget. Oh, thank you, Starlight Creations. Yes. It is so cute. Ed and Aini. Um, I forget when it came out. It came out when it was the uh, Cowboy Bebop's 20th anniversary. I saw it and I'm like, okay, I gotta snag it. So I did. Perfect. So, yeah. Happy I got it. <laughs> All right. So mine are from the the Sentai Filmworks sale that they had last, I think, a couple of months ago. And I'm starting to realize they're having like these major sales, like every other month or something like that because i'm i got an email about these the sale i'm just like but i just gave you guys money and i'm looking at the prices and i'm like it's the same prices from before but it's no secret that i am a fan of love live and i and yes i ship nozomi ellie all the damn time best couple all day every day if you don't like that um we can talk with my two by four after the show but and getting into Love Live and Idol anime, I find myself kind of across other titles and stuff like that. So I followed Bang Dream, and I had actually an interesting discussion with someone about that. Whereas Bang Dream really isn't an idol anime per se, but it falls under the idol anime umbrella since it's um basically by Bushiroad same people. So because of that and Sentai Filmworks and catching a good deal on Amazon, I have the entire Bang Dream collection here. And in nice. doing so, when I picked up season one, yeah, I didn't know there was like two bonus OAVs. So I'm like, yeah, I got to definitely watch that. So I got to watch that. I got to watch season three. And I gotta watch the film because I watched all, I rewatched seasons one and two on um, Crunchyroll. And yes, D four DJ. I mean, I have to say D four DJ is pretty awesome. I, I I like that too. I gotta hook yes. you up with the music with that. So yes, that was a good show, and it was really cool that they were releasing it like simultaneously in Japan and here also on YouTube, which mm -hmm. I really liked. You could just watch it on YouTube. Such a good show. Yeah, I think they're they releasing, like, <laughs> D4DJ mini shorts episodes. I haven't watched them, but, you know. I haven't watched those yet either. Um, the Rhythm Game is out in English now, Fine. so you can download it. Hooray. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I can't play, I can't, I can't sit there play the D4DJ Rhythm Game. I'm already playing the Love Live game on my PS4, okay? I'm playing a Love Live all-stars on the phone and also D4DJ. So there you go. Yeah, but are you playing the Love Live after-school meeting game on PlayStation 4? No. Do you know it's free, right? No, I didn't. I'll have to It's check that free. But you have, have to you have to pay for the outfits and the music packs, but if you play gotcha. it enough, you don't need to buy the damn outfits. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's how they get you. And it seems that... Yes. If, and someone has said it. If you bought all of the music for the Love Live game, it'll run you about six hundred dollars. <laughs> I see myself buying two packs of music, and that's it. I'm like, 
as long as these packs of music has the, the tracks I like, I am good. Other than that, I I can wait. That makes sense. And what was funny was I hit the button, I flipped it to sunshine mode, and I didn't realize there was like three free tracks there to play. I was like, oh shit, okay. So I went through that. And as Starlet Creation says, we fell out. We just couldn't keep up anymore. I don't blame y'all. I don't. Now, it's time for um, one of my hot takes. And... So... Let, let, let me find it. Let me find you this picture, which I have stored on my uh, on my computer, because I figured it would be a lot easier that way as opposed to finding a link to it. So, as I have said countless times before, there is no hope left for the anime fandom weebs and whatsoever. You see that? You see that picture? That picture came from a tweet that I shared on my personal Facebook. Evidently, somebody suggested that during the pandemic, or coming now towards the end of the pandemic or whatever, that conventions should do this. You take the green wristband if you're fully vaccinated, you take the yellow wristband if you're cautious, and you take the red wristband for people to stay six feet away from you. First things first, I don't know about y'all, but even with these glasses, I don't think I can spot somebody wearing a um, a red wristband six feet away, especially the way they will walk around. It's like, I really can't tell. You're going to get a little bit close to them and be like, oh, and you walk back away. And yeah, especially if they're in cosplay or something like that, too. Yep. So, on this Facebook group... I might as well say, this was on the ZenkaiCon Facebook group, even though the post has already been deleted. There were con-goers saying that this is a great idea and the con should do this. If I could just take the butt of my rifle and just beat every person that's, that was encouraging this, I'd probably be a little bit happier about things. I just straight up said this is the worst idea ever and this is absolutely dangerous. On a side note, BlurredCon has told con-goers, if you ain't got a vaccination card, you're not getting into the con. And um, and there are people actually pissed about that. I'm like, it's a free vaccination. That's all you need to know. Um, I was going to say with the wristbands, actually <laughs> having been in the wedding planning space and stuff, a lot of people were actually doing that for weddings. And it actually worked really well in a wedding in a wedding setting, the wristband thing. Um convention might be a little bit trickier mm -hmm. because it's bigger larger crowd i feel like they could do something like that maybe not wristbands but maybe something i guess like comfort level or something not not necessarily in regards to that but maybe like comfort level with oh i'm okay with you like coming up and giving a hug like the, right. the whole that goes into the whole consent thing and things like that mm -hmm. but like maybe something similar could be yeah i i think what like my issue with it is that this should you know if you're gonna do something like this it shouldn't be because of being vaccinated or something like right. this it yeah. should be you know because people don't want to be touched yeah, i for level. one 
You know, unless I absolutely know somebody really, really well, I don't want to be touched by random people. Correct. Um, I I don't even care if it's, you know, a a brush of shoulders because it's so freaking packed. Mm -hmm. Um, Go the hell away. Please don't touch me. So something like that without the whole vaccine, because it's not because I I don't. Okay, so it is because I don't trust you. But um, at the same time, it's not because of the vaccination. Um, I just don't like people touching me. So, you know, something like that, it, it, it should just be something that the convention is doing for people's comfort, not for a vaccination type thing. Um, because right. people are going to lie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yes. Um, yeah. Well, going back to the wedding thing, that was mainly what it was for, which was for, for comfort level. So Green was like, yeah, you can come up and hug me and all that. That's fine. Yellow was like, um, elbowing is fine. And then red was, don't touch me. <laughs> See, now here's the thing. A wedding is a little bit more personal because you kind of right. sort of know everybody that's going or one away from whoever's going. Convention. You're also going to be able to see these mm-hmm. brightly colored yep. wristbands in mm-hmm. that type of setting because it's not as many people. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're going to a wedding. You you don't expect somebody to be wearing lime green or bright yellow or bright red. It would stand out very to, often. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna stand out. Where if you go yeah. to a convention, you have no out. idea what these people are gonna be wearing. And right? it, and, and the wristband you would assume that is yeah. you know that is dark red that comes over my hand. So if I'm yeah, wearing that, nobody's going to see right. what color I'm wearing. Yep. I got you. Now, there was, now I, now, now I said, you know, if you have to, if you're during this pandemic, if you're going to a con you need to grab the red wristband, stay your ass home. Seriously, stay home. Now, I understand where you, Wild Spice Maka, where you're coming from about, you know, the distance and how... I'm totally all for that. I encourage that. If it was pre-pandemic and we had these wristbands, absolutely. During a pandemic, let's not. If you're going to do this during a pandemic, check for vaccination cards, and then once you have your vaccination cards fully, you get the green one, you know. If you're halfway there, you get the yellow one, you know. Even if you're fully vaccinated, you want to be cautious or be left alone, take one of the either two, you know? And and during this conversation, someone mentioned immunocompromised people wanting to go to a con and enjoy themselves. I said, you will not find in- immunocompromised people going to a convention during this pandemic. Just about every single immunocompromised person I know is not attending conventions until late 2022, 2023. And I absolutely don't blame them. Did I have one person who's immunocompromised said they never had a problem going to conventions, so what is my attitude? I'm like, you're talking about before a pandemic. Before, when it wasn't a problem. Now it is a problem, you know? I have two conventions I'm probably doing this year. I'm not even cosplaying. I will be walking around masked up, taking pictures, and that's it. The main con next year will be Zenkai. And I can tell you this now. The entire staff here is either going or not going. And however they feel, I'm going to respect 125%. Because if if my staffers don't feel comfortable in going, they ain't got to go. Plain as day. 
if it seems like I'm the only one that wants to go, I'd probably be like, yeah, you know what? I will, I will probably not go. I'm not going to leave my crew behind. Simple as that. But the fact that there are con goers who are actually trying to encourage a local convention to do this, doing this by itself is highly dangerous. Adding in vaccination cards is a fail safe, you know, and as mentioned previously, what's it not to for someone to lie and say, oh, I'm fully vaccinated and grab the green one and not. And they sneeze on somebody and get sick. And we have this shit all over again, you know. And as Starlet Creation says, man, we've all been the cons. People are gross. You think the pandemic made it any better? Don't forget the H1N1 uh, breakout from like uh, six years ago, okay? And pe we lost our shit over that and told people, wash your hands. If you're sick, stay home. It's one thing if you don't know that you're sick, but it's the ones who are just getting over getting sick or feel it coming on that's going to go. And I'll admit... I have been one of those where I have made that, where I have done that. I have gone to a con, you know, either before getting sick or getting over because I willed it out of my system with drinking orange or whatever because I really wanted to go. I won't make that mistake again. I won't. Nowadays... And as Ari Rockefeller says, catching con crud, never fun. I'm going to tell you this now. Con crud is going to put you... It used to be con crud would put you out for about two, three days. After all of this, con crud is going to put you on your ass for about two weeks. And you ain't going to like that. So. As we try to bring back a sense of normalcy, and as much as you want to go to a convention, get vaccinated. Even if the con doesn't require it, just be an honorable person and get your vaccination. It is free. I promise you that. And if anyone says that you got to pay for it, I will slap the taste out of their mouth. That's it. Now, speaking of cons and so forth, Wild Spice, what is up with Otacon? Otacon. Did anyone notice my background? Mm. <laughs> I um, now realize I just I just don't, it's been a while since I've been to Otakon. And as Washu Otaku says, not everyone wants 5G. True, but I kind of want superpowers. Yes. So if you didn't hear already, Otakon is going to be taking place as scheduled. So newsflash. Ari, it is the convention center in Washington, D.C. That is my background. But yeah, Otakon is going to be taking place as scheduled. Um, Otakon is the first major convention event being held as DC reopens. As performance venues and restaurants reopen, Otacorp is excited to work with its partners to kickstart the city's tourism and event industry. For more than 25 years, Otakon has been legendary for its unique and groundbreaking educational and cultural content. It is fitting that Otakon paves the way for future large events. Due to travel restrictions and mandatory quarantine requirements, this year's event may not include any international guests. Otakon will be confirming guests in the coming weeks and will announce them as they are finalized. Other possible changes may include pared down hours in order to allow the convention center adequate time to perform venue cleaning. Some high traffic events such as Otakon dance may not be held. Other changes will be announced as they are determined. Otakon is dedicated to the safety of its membership and will be following any CDC and local guidelines that may still be in effect at the time of the convention. 
Otacorp senior staff would like to say thank you to their partners at Destination DC, Events DC, Maritz, DSL, and more for their support during this challenging year. In addition, they'd like to thank all the industry partners and guests, as well as the artists and dealers. So Otacon will be taking place on August 6th to 8th at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in DC. Now, do you plan on going? I am not going to Otacon. I will mm-hmm. be helping out virtually. Um, but I'm not my I'm not going back to conventions probably until next year. So probably ZenkaiCon will be the first one. <laughs> you know, it's, but yeah, it's kind I'm not quite ready to go back to conventions yet. You want to know something? I kind of feel the same way. And people have said, then don't go. I've tried. I've explained to people, you forget. I run a website that covers conventions and cosplays. So I have a bit of an obligation to go. I don't have to go to every single convention out there. I'm just being picky and choosy as to which ones I want to go to. So, mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you bring that up because in uh, Michelle Knotts' uh, Twitch stream on Sunday, your convention came up. Uh, Shikari Con? Yes. Uh, there's a nice. part, there's a, there, yeah, there, there was someone in the chat talking about a convention that was supposed to, an anime con in Philly. And I mentioned, she was like, yeah, that was the one. I'm like, yeah, my, my con daughter runs that, you know. So she, I, she's kind of excited for Shikari Con to come back. So. Yep, we'll be back in. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug shikari khan will be back in person in 2022 we'll also be doing an on we're going to do an online thing for a day that weekend that would be really because, cool yeah <laughs> and as washi otaku says i haven't gone to otakon since they left baltimore well as soon as an extension is added to the bcc they're supposed to be going back so it's i don't know the extension is still going to make the con crowded as all hell so and as bonds 6 says con fuck is now con covid well, you're not wrong. Mm. I, 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 I'll, I'll sign off on that one. And we have Convid. Yep. Anywho. I'm, just, I'm interested to see how everything goes. Um, of course, I'll be supporting Otakon from afar. <laughs> <laughs> um, virtu- like, like I said, I'm going to be helping out virtually. But um, I'm curious to see how things go because it'll be a good... Um, way to just see how things are especially like also with like blurred con and any of the other cons that are starting to happen in person we'll see how it goes gotcha all right all right moving right along i think given all the 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 crap and stuff we've been talking about within the first like 20 something minutes of the show i think we kind of need some positive news uh, Mako-chan, what's up with, with this kid selling his Pokemon cards? Yeah, so an eight-year-old from Virginia uh, ended up getting the attention from the Pokemon company because he selflessly raised money in order to save his puppy. Um, what happened is his puppy ended up being diagnosed with parvo. And for those that have parvo can be very serious in canines. Um, and the treatment for it can be, you know, rather pricey, um, you know, in the several hundred dollars worth of treatment. So this little eight year old decided that he was going to take it upon himself to sell his Pokemon cards in order to help pay for his puppy's treatments. 
Um, his mom ended up making a GoFundMe sharing the story, um, basically saying, I know I've been raising him right uh, with a heart of gold because he's so worried about our Bruce. That's the puppy. He is beside the road trying to sell his favorite thing in the world just to make his puppy better. So um, the Pokemon company ended up hearing about this through the GoFundMe. Um, They ended up sending him a package full of rare Pokemon cards. Um, A letter of appreciation included, um, says, uh, Hey Bryson, that's the eight-year-old. We were so inspired by your story about selling your cards for your dog's recovery. These these are some cards to help you replace the ones you had to sell. Um, So donations ended up uh, going... uh, the, The total that they wanted was 800 they ended up raising over over four over five thousand, um, so they ended up donating the rest of it to medical expenses towards other local pets. That's precious. That's just wow. That, that that's a feel good right there. That, that, that hits you right I mean, in the that, feels. That's an awesome thing when a kid goes. You mm-hmm. know, I, here I'm going to take my favorite thing in the world. I'm going to try and sell it so that you know, I can help out with the puppy as well. You know, not a lot of kids actually think about that. They just, you know, go, oh, mom and dad will cover it. Or, you know, oh, you know, they they don't realize, they don't have the conception of money Yeah, because I when think, they're that young. Yeah, because I think nowadays, I mean, growing up, I kind of knew the value of the dollar. I knew I was living broke all the damn time. And I've been around people that are like, you know, they don't have a concept of what money is, and then they're always wondering why they're broke, and then you got people who understand the value of a dollar. So I would say special props to this kid's parents to explain to him you know, what the value of a dollar and what type of money that they have, you know? And you could probably tell, I bet you when they went like to Target or Walmart, the kid probably pointed out he wanted this or that, and the parents probably explained, well, we don't make this type of money, so we can't get this now but maybe somewhere down the line you know and it, it probably finally he goes oh you know it's really awesome parents teach your kids the value of a dollar please please then maybe these kids who become anime fans won't be cheap about um getting subscriptions to streaming for streaming for anime streaming services instead of you know spending that money on vpn so they can watch your bootleg anime i i, I don't but we're going to bounce around to one of my fandoms, uh, DigiCarry. And I believe it's also Wild Spice's fandom too, is it not? So here's the thing. It looks like there is a teasing of big news from, uh, from Broccoli on their YouTube channel. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Broccoli has an a anime company. They have a mascot, and that's the DigiCarrot characters. That's Digico, Puchico, and Rabbi and Rose. So what's been going on lately is that DigiCarrot's been enjoying an extended anniversary celebration, and you, there's, like, new art books available, new music, which I have to find, and other cool stuff that's been coming out. So there is. So I guess it's rumored we may be seeing a brand-new uh, DigiCarrot anime. 
during this event, the the lead voice actresses who voice the characters, Asami Sanada, who does Dejiko, Miyuki Sawashiro, who does Puchiko, and Kyoko Hikami, who does Rabi and Rose. They have been around. So, what, let, here's the hoping. I would love a brand new DigiCarrot, so... And speaking of Wild Spice, I got something for you. Rut bro. <laughs> it's my girl. Ah, damn it. She ah. fell. But it's my girl. Well, you pro you probably already seen it, but yeah, I was like, yeah, it's my girl. <laughs> Kyoko's the best. Analog to third. I don't know. I, no, I think Dejiko is best girl, but the fact that they, those who were always getting on each other's nerves was, was really awesome for me. Yes. And I think the entire series is on Blu-ray with Sentai Filmworks for like 12 or $12. So I, pick, I definitely picked that up. Now, next up is the Inuyasha and Yashihime-themed real escape game. I mean, wouldn't it just be easier to have one person on one side of the room shout Inuyasha and one, per one person on the other side of the room shout Kagome? There's your escape room game right there. You have to traverse through the forest without having to hear them so much where you end up wanting to beat them with a stick. No, it has to be Inuyasha on one side and Koga on the other side, and they're screaming Baka at each other. <laughs> no, no, and then you have to have Miyaka and Tamahome in the background going, were we really this bad? And everyone's like, yes. Ari says, are there still escape rooms? Are they still a thing? Yes, a they are. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, given COVID, but like aside from that, yes, they still. They still are thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so Scrap, a Tokyo-based company that plans and operates the real escape game series that has attracted 7.4 million participants worldwide, announced today that a new game that collaborates with the two anime series, Inuyasha and Yashahime Princess Half Demon, at Tokyo Dome City Attractions in Shibuya, Tokyo, for a limited time of three months from July 21st to October 31st. This is the first time for Real Escape Game to collaborate with these anime series based on Rumiko Takahashi's internationally popular manga. The game takes place in a summer amusement park where participants will actually explore the park, solve the riddles and codes hidden in it, and also enjoy the world view of the two anime series at the same time. Further details of the event will be announced at noon on July 2nd. The event's teaser visual featuring silhouettes of Inuyasha, the protagonist of Inuyasha, and Toa Higarashi, the protagonist of Yashihime, Princess Happyman, is also revealed today. The tagline written on the visuals is transcending, transcending the time and this battle. How nice. Yes. It's Inuyasha and Inuyasha GT. I mean, at this rate, can, can we just get a reboot of Ranma One Half, or at least Yurisa Yatsura at this rate? I mean, anything's plausible. Hell, Rumiko Takahashi is on Twitter now, okay? Oh my. Oh my, indeed. All right, moving right along. 
Now, we have covered these similar articles like this before where somebody gets mad, threatens the studio, the cops show up and put the cuffs on them and drag them off. You think some you think people would have learned by now that Japan is not fucking around with this. Yeah, well, some people never learn. You got that shit right. So, um, it was reported at the Tokyo Metropolitan Police that they arrested a 25-year-old woman on May 26 for threatening to set Wit Studio on fire. Uh, the suspect had allegedly sent an email to the production studio behind the first three seasons of Attack on Titan and <sighs> Great Pretender on May 7 and said that she'll set fire to your headquarters in one week. The suspect confirmed to the police that she had been the one to send the email. Allegedly, the suspect has been sending threatening emails and faxes to Wit Studios since 2018 and was arrested on May 26 for the latest email after the anime studio contacted the local police station. The police believe that the suspect may have a form of mental illness and are investigating further. The female suspect is being charged with the obstruction of business at this time due to Wit having to strengthen security as well as handle the situation. Now, I have heard people sending, you know, a few threatening messages to Wit Studio because they didn't do the fourth season of Attack on Titan. And I've heard people, you know, the fans sending threatening emails to the studio that's doing the fourth season because they don't because they don't like how it looks. I'm like, well, what can you do? I mean, you, you can't. That kind of stuff is bid on. Mm hmm. So if somebody outbids the previous people doing it, then, you know, it's it's not really their fault. True. So true. I mean, look, we, we've all watched uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. We all complained about the animation quality. What did we do? We still watched it. Because we mm -hmm. basically knew the plot line, but we still watched it to support it. We didn't sit there and go, no, I'm not watching this shit. I mean, I have the first season on Blu-ray sitting on my shelf, so, you know, I got to support it one way or another, so. And it's, it's just like that's almost similar to the whole crap with Voltron Legendary Defender, you know. Maybe if the fans weren't as so volatile, maybe we would have gotten the additional seasons as planned, you know. Maybe we would have gotten the vehicle Voltron as well. I mean, that plot line was in there somewhere. And as Starlet Creation says, this is why we can't have nice things. You said it, brother. You said it. Anywho. Next up. More Pokemon cards. Yeah. So, while stores all around the world are limiting the sale of Pokemon cards for the safety of their customers, um, most of them are moving sales online. Uh, the Pokemon Center online store in Japan is selling new packs via lottery. Some stores, such as, conve as Japanese convenience stores, don't have the, me uh, the mechanics to start selling their cards online. Uh, with one 7-Eleven location in Japan coming up with an inventive way to weed out the scalpers and make sure cards fall in the hands of children and players. So... 
uh, a Twitter user went to buy a newly released Eevee Heroes pack from their local 7-Eleven store and discovered that it wasn't as easy as just grabbing a few packs and purchasing them. The note from the store says that due to the location of the store, we would like to mainly sell Pokemon cards to children. Because of this, the store is limiting sales to just one pack for junior high school students and above. And to buy the pack, you must prove that you actually play the game by showing your deck and answering questions about how trainer cards are used. The packs of cards are also being held behind the counter rather than on the floor of the store. Children younger than junior high school students are able to buy a maximum of three packs at once so that everyone can buy one. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see that, you know, they're trying to get this done so that the people actually wanting to play the game are the ones getting the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, it would suck for somebody like me who, while I, I have cards, they're not in a deck they're in sleeves and you know i just have them because they're pretty um i i can't see myself pulling everything out of the packs you know out of the sleeves just to bring in so i could get a pack of cards gotcha yeah and as bonds double success so gatekeeping well not in this aspect it's not gatekeeping per se they want to make sure that the people who like to play Pokemon, the trading card game, get their hands on the cards. Because you have a lot of people who just buy them just to collect them. You have people who actually want to play them, you know? Young children should ha- have the cards to collect. I actually think if it came down to the last pack between a 12-year-old and a 30-year-old, I would hand the pack to the 12-year-old and be like, three bucks and it's yours, you know? That's the way it should be. Yeah, I mean, with everything going on, I mean, this this isn't because, yeah, it's it's because of the scalpers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it's not really gatekeeping in that kind of sense. It's a store attempting to figure out a way to stop the scalping. It's a way for the store to be able to continue to sell the Pokemon cards without causing riots. Um, there are now so many stores that have had so many issues with selling cards, um, that, I mean, this is the reason why they're no longer selling them in stores and only online. Um, and that's because people have actually been getting very, very hurt um, because of everything going on. People are freaking animals over trying to get these cards. Mm-hmm. And it's been causing major injuries in some people as they attempt to you know, fight other people for them. And a great many of the people fighting over them are people that are just looking to, you know, turn around and resell them. So to do this and have the kids come up and go, yes, you know, we're, we're playing the game. Um, you know, here's my deck and selling them that way. It shows that one, it's going to go to somebody that actually wants to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's going to the people that, you know, that it's supposed to. Like, for, here's another example. If you not, not just Pokemon cards, it's like j- trading cards in general are being scalped. And you know what else is being scalped? Graphics cards and the new AMD Ryzen processors and some of the Intel 11th Gen processors are being scalped. Yep. So, oh, hell yeah. yeah. I've got one of, um, one of the Twitch people that I watch... 
um, he just saved up enough money to rebuild his computer, mm -hmm. and he doesn't even know when that's going to happen because everything that he needs for the computer is constantly sold out because yep. people are scalping it. Now, yep. here's something. Now, I, I follow Linus Tech Tips on YouTube. I've met the guy, really cool dude. He has what's called the, the, act, the Verified Actual Gaming Gamers Program. Basically, what he has done, he has made deals with Asus, AMD, and other um, board manufacturers to get CPUs and GPUs. He is selling them at MSRP. When he has them in stock, there is a specific link you have to listen to in the video that he that he posts uh, he puts out. Once you figure out that URL link and go there, there's 10, 10 gaming questions you have to answer. Some of them are simple and some of them are hard. You answer them all, you are you get put in the queue to buy a graphics card. One graphics card per household, and that's it. And I have seen people complain about this. I'm just like, look, it's 10 questions. You get three lives. You have three chances to get them all right, you know? I think that's one way of doing it, you know? Because to me, honestly, it sure as hell beats going to Micro Center every morning at eight every day at eight o'clock in the morning, seeing if they got this card or if you got that card. Hell, I'm actually looking for um, PlayStation Fives for a couple of people. I'm just like, look, I can do this because I have enough money on the credit card and I have y'all addresses and I know y'all are good for it. So that's the only reason why I'm doing it. Other than that, forget it. But you know, and I've actually been doing this for a couple of other graphics cards for a couple of people because I'm like. I'm here, I have the time, I can do it. And again, I understand the whole scalping. Some people may make their living off of scalping. Good for you. But just understand, because of the way things are, and how much you're scalping your stuff for, and no one's really buying it, well, it is what it is. Hell, somebody sold like a lot of graphics cards for like $80,000 just to set up a cryptocurrency farm. I'm just... <sighs> Damn you, Bitcoin! Anywho, uh, we, we, we've kind of fallen off the bandwagon here, falling off. Let's get back on track here. <laughs> so... Kyoto Anime, Animation is announcing its first ever music festival to say thank you to the fans. This was announced, um, I believe, um, a couple of days ago. Uh, if I'm looking, yeah, this was actually announced uh, yesterday. This this event is going to happen in November in celebration of of their series, and they're going to thank the fans that have stood by them during the past few years and to look forward to the future. The theme for this music festival is inspiration for the future and it will have musical guests that will perform music from kyo annie anime i'm looking forward to hearing a cover of the opening from miss kobayashi's dragon maid and haruhi that's gonna be pretty cool uh -huh. this this will be the fifth kyoto animation thanks event for the fans and the first event in four years uh they were supposed to have an event in 2019 but it was canceled due to the arson attack that happened and that was replaced with a public memorial service for those who lost their lives in, in that tragic event. And given what's going on in 2020, there was no event as well. Uh, Kyoto Animation will release information further down the line 
about ticket information, guests, and everything else. And the event will be held November 20th and 21st at the Rome Theater in Kyoto. And maybe if we're lucky, we may get like a stream of it because they did open up an English website as well as a Twitter account for it as well. I think that's kind of cool. All right. Now, I believe we bring this back to uh, Wild Spice for an ever popular anime that we've probably all watched one way or another in our lives. Lupin the Third. Yes. So Lupin the Third is getting a new anime for its 50th anniversary. It is crazy that Lupin the Third is 50 years old. Oh my goodness. So Monkey Punch must be so proud. Can't say I don't blame him. Um, classic franchise Lupin the Third is set to release a sixth anime series titled Lupin the Third Part Six this October. The new series marks 50 years since the manga was first adapted into an anime. A teaser video has been released in addition to a poster illustrated by character designer Hirotaka Marufuji, both hinting at a dark side to the famously cheerful hero. Eiji Suganaga Eji Suga Nama will direct with TMS Entertainment, set to produce the series. Takahiro Okuro will handle series composition, while Hirotaka Marufuji will provide character design, and Yuji Ono will compose the music. Starting with Monkey Punch's classic manga, Lupin the Third follows the titular gentleman thief and his many exploits across the globe. Its first TV anime series, Lupin the Third Part 1, premiered in 1971. The franchise's numerous adaptations also include anime films, OVAs, and games. Lupin the Third Part 6 airs in October of 2021. And as Ari Rockefeller says, gold jacket? Maybe. I mean, he's had, like, we've only seen him in a red, blue, or green jacket, so. But I do want to cosplay Jigen, though. All right, let's put that over there. All right. Gotten through things pretty good. I'm, I'm okay with this, you know? And as Bonzo 6 says, there is a Lupin film coming to the big screen soon. Wait, didn't that already hit the big screens? It hit uh, home video already? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, the CG, the CG film. Let me see. Um, I think it might have gone weird because of COVID. Hmm. Uh, let me see if I can pull something up. Yeah, he says uh, check Phantom Events page. So it's probably that could be it. Yeah, it was released in Japan in December of 2019. Okay. The DVD release was January 2021. Oh, okay. And it does look like, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be in two days in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess with everything going on in 2020 and, you know, all of that, they decided not to. Right. Which, I mean, makes a hell of a lot of sense. 
but yeah, it was only a two-day event anyway. Oh, right, yeah, and it's Ari said, mentioned about his jackets. Yes, he did have a pink jacket. Okay, I totally forgot he had a pink jacket. Pink, blue, red, green. Oh, there was actually a figurine with him with the pink jacket. Okay. Ah, look at those chops. Anywho, moving right along. Let's see if I can get this thing to update like it's supposed to. There we go. Uh, the part of the show that y'all really like to stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan. And let's see what we have here. Okay, I will be taking the last article for obvious reasons. Um, I'll take the second one. All right, Wild Spice, you're up. Okie dokie. Let me pull this up. Mm -hmm. All right, so a Japanese cook shaves his head in apology after gross customer complaint. Then things get weird. Very. Um, in Japan, one of the most earnest old school ways to apologize is by shaving your head. Obviously, this isn't something people do for honest mistakes or minor screw-ups, but when you want to go all out and saying you're sorry, there's no clearer way to send the message. So, when the owner of Takaba, a takoyaki stand in Osaka, received a customer complaint about a heinous transgression, he grabbed the clippers and got clipping. In his case, though, the act of contrition was doubly appropriate, because the complaint he'd received was that the customer found a hair in their takoyaki. Along with a photo of his freshly trimmed head, the owner tweeted, The other day, I received a complaint that a customer found a hair in their takoyaki. I sincerely apologize for that causing the customer such inexcusable discomfort. Along with these deep regrets, I've shaved my head and will not make the same mistake again. What's more, since the customer didn't notice the hair in their takeout takoyaki until they got home, Takaba owner even made a special point of going to her home to apologize in person. Wow. Obviously, no one wants to find a hair in their food, especially in a country that values cleanliness as much as Japan does. All the same, many Twitter commenters couldn't help but be impressed by how thoroughly Takaba's owner was owning up to the mystique, with reactions such as, what a great example of how business owners should behave. Very gallant. There aren't many people who'd be willing to go that far to apologize. Definitely want to stop by Takaba next time I'm in Osaka. However, it might seem kind of strange that someone so deeply responsible and committed to customer concerns would let a hair get into the food in the first place. It turns out there's an explanation. After arriving at the customer's house, Takaba's owner said he asked the woman to show him the takoyaki she'd found the hair in. However, when she did, they were able to determine she hadn't actually bought the takoyaki from Takaba at all, but from another stand entirely. Whoops. Wah, wah, wah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I give him points, you know. I give him points for that. He went above and beyond. He apologized for somebody else's mistake. Hey. 
imagine that happening here. You find out, you apologize for no reason. It was somebody else's mistake. You're ready to just, just verbally lose your, your mind over it, you know? But, you know, it is what it is. All right, next up, what do we have here? Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, we all know that there are police boxes in Japan. Um, these are little, basically little shelters for the police to stay in, in certain neighborhoods so that... Um, if there's an emergency, there's always a cop somewhere near. So these police boxes um, usually have uh, one to two officers on duty and um, are usually just supposed to be there for the officers. However, um, a pair of police officers in the Hyogo prefecture decided to make their police box into a love hotel. So it's a 29-year-old female police sergeant um, who was assigned for assigned to uh, one of the police boxes and her 26-year-old male senior police officer. Um, she is ranked higher. So sometime in the fall of 2019, the two became romantically involved. And one evening, while she was on duty in the police box, she called the man to come see her, after which they snuck off to the break room to have sex. Their relationship continued until at least the following February, which is when the second reported sexual liaison uh, ended up taking place, this time in an on-site room for officers to nap in during their breaks. It's unclear whether the two continued their relationship once spring came, but by March of 2020, the woman became involved with a different man in her division, a 33-year-old police sergeant. This time, both parties apparently managed to keep their pants on, but the woman and her second police paramour did make use of the privacy of a police interview statement room in order to kiss while the man was on duty. Well, now... Um, eventually, a whistleblower came forward and reported the woman, triggering an internal investigation that revealed her relationship with the two men. The three members of the triangle, which in fact is part of an even larger and messy, messier love polygon, as all three of them were married, oh. have admitted to the conduct, with the woman saying, I was unable to control myself, and the younger man saying, I got carried away in the excitement. Both men received official admonitions. Want to try that again? Uh, no. Okay. Um, basically, they were disciplined uh, while the woman's pay was docked by 10% for three months. The disciplinary discrepancy may have something to do with the woman being of a higher rank than the younger man and the older man not having engaged in actual sexual activity on police property while on duty. The reduction in pay may turn out to be a moot point, however, as both the woman and the younger man resigned from their positions on uh, this past Friday, uh, which is the same date that their punishments were announced. So, yeah. Um, so, so here's the thing. I, I know that it is, you know, 
popular for certain people to have sex at their jobs. Um, it's a thrill. We get it. Um, two things. One, if you're going to do it, don't get caught. And two, if you're going to do it, don't get caught. <laughs> and isn't the third rule for the love of God, don't get caught? Yeah, pretty much. And it's interesting. I think we covered a similar story happening in the same location a few years ago. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, un unfortunately, mm. this it, it is a private building. And obviously, if nobody is actually um, going to need the use of the police, which I mean, obviously, it can't be that. You know, it, it's not something that people are going to be there 24 seven, you know, breaking down the door. And they do have private rooms while you're in there. Um, it, it, it's not a love hotel, people. It is your job. It is a place that people are working. Um, wait until you're done with work and then go to a love hotel. Some people just can't hold it in. Okay, then don't get caught. <laughs> That's, that that is the thing. I mean, I know, I know, I get it. Somebody had to have figured it out with everything going on that she was disappearing with guys in there. Um, whatever happened, you know, it, it's it's not saying that she was in there with the person that she was working with. She called somebody, so obviously there's another person that isn't doing the deed with her that knows what's going on. Um, so just don't do it. Be smart. Keep your job. As Ari Rockefeller says, do they role play as cops and criminals while they're going at it? Maybe. I, I don't know because that, that makes my head hurt because <laughs> most criminals that we talk about on here are very apologetic and that, that, that's a very different connotation in Japan. <laughs> oh, you. What? It's true. I, I know. Mean... I know. <laughs> oh, God, Ari. <laughs> and as Ari says, applies chokehold harder, mommy. See, I've been seeing that with nothing but Lady Demescu, uh images and memes all over the damn place. Y'all need to stop. I'm well, not saying y'all like need some Jesus, of them. Some of them but are really fun. Say what? I said I like some of them. Some of them are really fun. Oh my. Well, no, not in that way. People are just really weird with their fan, uh, with their fan art. Mm -hmm. Like I saw the one of the hamster. That was adorable. And no. Fucking weird. No, the the most adorable one is the kid calling her, and they're reading the book on dinosaurs together. I don't think I saw that one. I saw that pop up in one of my groups or Twitter. If I find, if I come across it, I will pass. I'll send it your way. Okay. I I, I saw the one of um the Powerpuff Girls as the daughters. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yes. Alum. Yeah. That one I liked. Yeah, that yeah, I definitely course, saw you know, that all one. the ones with her and Dante. <laughs> I've seen the Dante ones. 
Okay, last article. Oh, oh, there was one of her with the characters from Super Mario Brothers. They're walking around the castle. Wario smacks her in the ass as she stares at Luigi. Luigi's like, huh? And she cuts his hands off. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen that one. All right, so we're now going to get down to our last uh, Meanwhile in Japan story, and it's about, are you ready for this? Illegal maid cafes. Did not think such a thing existed, but we live and learn. It seems that in recent years, Tokyo's Akihabara neighborhood has become as almost as famous for its maid cafes as it is for its anime and video game specialty goods. Normally, you don't even have to set foot inside a cafe to feel their presence, as because a lot of maid cafes have a maid outside passing out flyers and beckoning people to come check it out. But over um, the past few days, locals have been reporting seeing fewer maids out there bringing people into their, in their establishments, known as customer pullers. And this is because of the change in recent, uh, recent change following police crackdown on illegally run maid cafes. Basically, last Thursday, the Tokyo Metropolitan Police arrested five female Akihabara maid ma cafe managers and one, between the ages of 20 and 24 and one 47-year-old male maid cafe owner over violations of the adult entertainment business regulation law. Basically, in Japan, there are different regulations you have to follow depending on whether you're running a normal restaurant, a social restaurant, where the wait staff will socialize and the customers keep them entertained. So basically, you can either go in and just have a drink, eat some food, or you can go to a place where you do that, where the staff will keep your company. We've all seen anime like that. Now, according to the law, the social restaurants are required to close at 1 a.m. Normal restaurants are allowed to stay open as long as they want because they're supposed to be providing food and you have people that work night shifts or odd schedules that are going to be hungry and they're going to need food, which is understandable. So all else equal, it's better to be classified as a normal restaurant since you can stay open earning past 1 o'clock. But it seems that investigators judged that five Akihabara maid cafes, which claimed to be normal restaurants, were actual social restaurants and resulting in the six arrests. But one could argue that all restaurants employ friendly, chatty, or even polite wait staff that have a social element to the services they're providing. But there is a difference. The difference between a service with a smile and a smile being the service itself. One cafe connected to the arrest, for example, was found to be charging customers as much as 7,000 yen for a bottle of cola that will only cost about 200 yen in the convenience store. And 7,000 yen is about $67. But it will be the, pr but here's the thing. You pay the 7,000 yen, a maid will come out and sit and talk with you until you finish drinking their soda. Wow. I mean, that's an interesting scam, but I, I, I can't hate. I really can't hate, but I get it, you know? So next, yeah. time, next time you're in Akihabara, remember, you want it to enjoy your meal, not let the meal enjoy you. Wah, wah, wah. hey yo.
And as Bonzo 6 just met, says that he found a picture from the Maid Cafe on an old hard drive when we actually had a Maid Cafe in New York City. I remember a time when we had like three to four different Maid groups. I'm just like, what is this? Like, West Side Story or something? It's one Maid group too many. Anywho, looking at the time here and how things are going... I think it's time to wrap up the show. What do y'all ladies think? Yes. It is past Wild Spice's bedtime. Yes, it is. You and me both. But, um, what's a bedtime? Shush you. <laughs> Shush. Anywho, Wild Spice, thank you for joining us for the last couple of weeks and, bring, and bringing the fun. Instead of bringing the pain, you brought the fun. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And we have to say quick goodnight to our friends, um, Say and Yachtin over at Starlet Creations. Night, ladies. Night. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They, in turn, will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, links to our cosplay uh, videos, cosplay photos, uh, cosplayer interviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, anime reviews, editorials, and a whole lot more. And that's all at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, we have over 500 uh, podcasting episodes for you to check out. So whatever you use for downloading podcasts, do a search for Anime Jam Session and they'll come up, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, all that cool stuff, we're there. So definitely check us out. And if you can, leave us a review on one of those sites. We will greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just put in Anime Jam Session and it'll come up. Follow us on our socials for convention videos, cosplay photos, um, when we're going live, links back to articles on our website, and then some. And as Bonds 6 is a PSA, no touching co-workers on the clock. I think that was common knowledge, but I guess I was wrong. And down below are links to our Streamlabs uh, tip jar, our Ko-Fi tip jar. We appreciate the bits that come in, the auto hosts, all of that. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I am freaking tired, Okay. but I am looking forward to this weekend. Last words, Wild Spice. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> My last words, I'm going to, I'm going to dial back into the world of Secret of Mana for a while. So, yeah. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. The squad will be back. It'll be fun. No, really, I mean it. It'll be fun. So, that's it. End of list. We're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. I'm Wildfish. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. Bye. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Say goodnight, Wild Spice. Night, Wild Spice. Perfect. We're out of here. See you all next week.
This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!